the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefit. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour podcast, 312-642-5600. And much like the podcast, I was late today as well. Is this going to stop soon? we got seven more seconds of this. I like this song. Fine. Where's the thing? You're telling me to lower it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so today, I got up a little late. I'm sure some of you. There has to be another person other than me. That's not why the show is late, however. But we all have that little groggy feeling. If you care to participate in the show, 312-642-5600. Now, um, I could play the Karnak card from the Liberty Hour on Sunday night where myself and Macbeth predicted that the Republicans would be the one who infringe on the Second Amendment. And sure as a union break, here they are. But instead, I could also take the low road and talk about the Dow Jones. But there's a complexity there that loses the Trump supporter because these are mainly people who have been brainwashed to think that the stock market is a reflection of the country when that's not the case that never was the case really before george bush it was a, it was one of the indicators but it wasn't the top indicator it may have been a leading indicator but that was before all of the specifically targeted credit that was before the ability for investment banks to not put their orders before open outcry system see ironically What they told you was progress when they pulled back the open outcry system and they put it behind closed doors was the beginning of the end of a free market or or of 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 a market with any transparency. Because if you don't think Goldman Sachs and Merrill Lynch and... The, the major, major investment hedge funds are on the phone with each other, pushing this market where they want to be. There's, you're at a certain level of naivete that I'm wasting my breath on you when I talk about the market. See, there was a law before 2005 that these banks could not initiate their positions on a computer. They had to expose it to, at the time, various traders and pits around the world. And it was through that open outcry system that the local traders, the one that were the ones that were not involved in hedge funds and investment banks, could take out those orders, speculate on their own behalf, and and bid an offer. They needed to shut that off in order to completely bastardize and make a market parabolic on the way up, regardless of news information. 
they needed to be able to take advantage of that instantaneous cheap credit that they were getting first. See, when they turn on money and they have quantitative easing, it isn't like the 70s when you're watching Free to Choose and the printers actually go on and they get the money and they got to cut it. Now it's a mouse click. It's a mouse click and it's done behind closed doors and certain institutions get that money instantaneously. What can they do with that money? Anything they freaking want. And they could buy stock markets. And then they could get on the phones with their friends and say, hey, let's run over anybody who thinks this thing isn't going up. And it goes straight up. So every once in a while you'll have a hiccup. Reality check will come in. And the average guy will say, I want to take my money off the table. Number one, I don't know how it's there. And number two, why lose it? So every once in a while on an obviously failed day, people will call up, institutions will call up, and they'll say sell. And you'll get these little pullbacks. But this isn't a market the way it was prior to George W. Bush, scumbag scoundrel that he was. The man who forever destroyed capitalism with his tarp bailout bullshit after insisting that the people back the mortgage, bad mortgages from around the world, not just within the government of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. We backed everybody. And if that, honest to God, tarp to me is such a sore subject. Because the way in which it was shoved down your throat, the way in which people were just lied to and told it would be the end of the world if your grandmother and grandfather and your kids yet unborn didn't bail out these scumbags who have been lying and just raping you. And then all of a sudden, not only does it happen, but it happens within 48 hours, 72 hours, and before the ink is dry on the phony loans, these son-of-a-bitches are cutting checks to themselves for bonuses and bailouts and golden parachutes. got to be out of your freaking mind to think that that's capitalism. And ever since then, they had to make you feel good about it. Well, how do we do that? Well, let's pump the money into something the idiots out there we call citizens can look at every day, and it'll be interpreted as good. That's why one of the attractive things about the, 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 the Western Avenue car salesman Trump was he spent the bulk of his uh, election year as he was running talking about how fake the unemployment numbers, talking about how fake the economy was. He rallies all the people who in- instinctively know that. Then he gets in. He sends that freaking cartoon character Spicer out. Now, now, now those numbers aren't fake. He actually had the balls to say that during a press conference, go on YouTube for yourselves and look it up if you think I'm lying to you. And ever since then, he's taken that very same Obama lie, and he just put it under his... I better clean that up. He just put it in his suit pants, and that's why his ass looks so big. How's that? Is that cleaner than what I was originally going to say? I think so. All right. So that's the lie that you keep keeps the, the, the minions... The uneducated and the the willful ignorance. There are some people out there who want to deceive themselves. And that takes me a nice segue into unions. American communists. The ones who pretend to be American. You know, the extortion labor racket. As they wave the flag. So I wanted to just point out, I got in an argument yesterday, a little Twitter war, with one of these Trump Krishnas. And I didn't even have to look into the bio. Not, and here's the other thing. Not that these scumbags have the balls to put their name on their Twitter like I do. Or to tell you who they are or show you your picture. Or invite you over to the cigar house for a, for a meeting in the parking lot. Like, I'll take any one of them for a little tour of the parking lot when they're ready. 114 West Park Avenue, Elmhurst Cigar House, Elmhurst, Illinois. I'll be there about 1030. 
they they don't have they don't they don't want to do that because they live their lives the way they were told to because they were, knew they were in on a fraud and a scam and part of a mafia organization called a union. So they like to go in secret. They can't afford to have it out who they are. But anyway, after five minutes of 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 understanding both the economic illiteracy and then the protectionism that they insisted, that describes only one person, only one kind, group of people, either the unions. And the ones who are not economic illiterate, we call them the higher echelon of the unions. Those are the salesmen of the Marxism wrapped in a flag. Those are the business agents and the cousins of the, the higher uh, echelon, the presidents and the vice presidents and all the phony titles they want to give themselves, rather the crime family that they are. So uh, I figured this was just one of those lackeys who stood there, waited for a job, knew all the rules of when his break was, knew all the rules of how to get injured on a job and hit that ghetto lottery called disability, knew all the rules of how to work it, just so when you're not working, you go on unemployment, you know, like a man, like a man would do. See, I grew up, uh, uh, my father was a bricklayer, and I watched as they would be at the tavern in the afternoon, and you'd see these scumbags, scumbags, who played the unemployment card like it was part of their job. They'd work through the summer, and when they wanted to go skiing at the end of the year, they go skiing, they take a few months off, they claim they fell off a scaffold or any other con job, get the disability from the union for as long as that would last, then go on unemployment. Yay, American workforce! Yay! No wonder they want to keep out foreign workers. Huh? Real surprising. But there's a way to really protect your importance in society when you have a Marxist organization on its underbelly, pretending to be its workforce, called union labor. So I wanted to point out, gee, how does this stay so protected? How could we possibly have states that are called right to work? Doesn't everybody have the freaking right to work? Not really. Not in these mob organizations called governments, where unions, you have to be a member of the union to get a job. You have to pay those fat slobs in their pretend leased vehicles like men as they extort both the employer and the employee and then the people who underwrite the contracts because the other side of the coin is they're stealing your money that they call pensions. See, they're giving it to their cousins that can read, and they call them investment bankers. They're phony baloney investment bankers, however. And they prop up in these little shops, and they get these union cards, and it goes the same way with insurance, by the way. Your health insurance and all that bullshit, that's all their, their cousins that can read as well. They're phony organizations. They're not like really men and really businessmen. It's a scam. And they extort the workers, they extort the employee, and then when everything craps out, guess who pays for it? The other people, not in the union. And somehow they have a, they have a contract with the state where it's in the Constitution that their pensions are paid for. Let's just call it Illinois for now. Scam, the two-day scam. But here's how you know when something's a scam. Because it has to have bribery in it. It has to have money. It has to have an exchange of value. Now, we've, as a society, dulled down our sense of suspicion when it comes to politicians. And they know it. I don't care whether, whether they're the, the scumbags in Brooks Brothers called Republicans or the scumbags in the off-the-rack J.C. Penney like Dick Durbin called Democrats. It's the same scam for everybody. So I wanted to just read you, just in our little preparation when we were late, I punched up on uh, just uh, union campaign contributions on Open Secrets. Anybody can read it. This is for 27, or I mean, um, 2017 and 2018. Here's an amazing statistic: Carpenters and Joiners Union. You say, well, why would they? If you're such a good carpenter, why would you possibly your organization have to give politicians 
20 million freaking dollars of your dues. 20 million, 34,924 dollars of dues. This is what they, on the books, they admit that they gave to politicians. This doesn't include the Chicago Democrat envelopes to make sure they get the jobs. That's on top of that. But that money's hard to account for. That's when the books tend to get stolen, like on the waterfront. National Education Association, this is no surprise to anybody, as you look at that Weight Watcher crew called Chicago Public School Unions, as they they, they threaten to go on strike. Those fat bastards couldn't go on strike for half the day, let alone months. National Education Association, $19,454,443. Service Employees International Union. These are the, these are the Marxists in purple, prancing around Chicago like they're really good at something. $16,000,000. $220,419. Now, I'm going to tell you about SEIU Union. They encompass the janitors and all this other stuff. And I had this one guy on Twitter yesterday. He said, I need I need to stop China. I don't want to be a janitor. First of all, he's not too good where I don't think he'd have to worry about employment as a janitor because anybody who's, who's who has who brags about not wanting to work isn't probably somebody that could make it in an actual industry of work. The other thing is, when Obamacare first passed, I got to tell you this because I, everybody says, "Oh, this guy doesn't like unions." Listen to me. Yeah, I don't. We don't have a long enough podcast for me to go through my union history. Believe me, I've been in more than one, but never for long. And always when I was a kid, because that's when they try to get you when you need the money, right? Sixteen years old, uh, loading produce. Yeah, sure, you got to be in a union. You want to go to work at certified grocers? You be a union guy. We'll get you in the BA. You be the crew guy. You know, then you then you get the car and you be a business agent. Get the fuck kind of a anyway. So I've got a long tainted past with unions, but I always was was able to spot them f- for what they were because of how I was able to get in. Number one, number two, because it's obviously a crime family. You're extorting everybody and you're limiting work. This is the crucial part about it. You're not only aren't you delivering the best work for the best price. You're actually preventing the best work, and you're instructing your good workers not to work hard. And how could you have an industry where there were no standout workers? How could it be that anybody that belongs in this union, they are based on what exactly? Where is the top pay, and what does the top worker look like? And how come he never really outworks that pace? Because it's not based on ability. It's based on restraint and threat and extortion, like every mafia. Unions, they lie to themselves, but they know it in the tavern at the end of the day. They pretend they're the brotherhood. You're not a brotherhood, you're a mob. The good news is you're, you're, easily, you're easily worked around. There isn't a person with an IQ over 70 that only hires union workers. You know when they hire union workers? When they're threatened to. Who are they threatened by? It isn't those fat pigs in their lawn chairs eating barbecue out front of the works job. It's the politicians who threaten to hold up the permits Send in the, 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 the investigators. Find out how, how they can not give you occupancy laws. The only way this crime organization works is because they pay the politicians to use their licensing and power over the citizens. It's the perfect crime. And that's why you have these numbers. SEIU, 16220419 So I, wasn't, I, I got distracted. I want to tell you about when, I was, uh, when Obamacare first kicked in. Very good friend of mine. Construction guy, contractor, typical body, right? Hasn't seen his genitals without a mirror in 30 years. Just you know, you got the visual. Anyway, comes into my my real estate company, 
And he says, isn't this something? Because he had heard me calling back then the Bruce and Dan show. I was against Obamacare from the minute it was proposed. I knew exactly what it was, exactly what the intent was, and exactly how it would change the country forever. And it did all those things. Came in and he said, you know, Sean, you manage property. You help your people you sell the property to. You're a property manager. Why don't you join the union? And I said, what? Sitting at my desk. I'll never forget this. And let me tell you something. For all you guys out there who, who think it's easy to be a businessman. I'm the guy that makes the world go round. My kids don't go to free school. I pay for it. My insurance I pay for. I don't, I don't take anything from anybody. And I would never go to one of these scumbag, fat, slob politicians and offer to pay them off to fight my battle. Ever. It's for all the other guys, the accusations. You never ask the politician. I don't ask anybody for anything. I go there and I tell them what I want. You want to do it? Do it. You don't? Let's argue about it. Let's argue about it in front of your your meeting at the village hall. That's how I negotiate. I don't freaking pay these scumbags. You want to take my money? Let's go out in the parking lot. Give me a good ass kicking and go through my pockets. I'm going to be robbed. I want the full Monty, kid. Scumbags. Anyway, join the union. I said, what union would I join? A property manager. Join the SEIU union. I said, those fat slobs in their purple shirts? Yeah, those are the guys. I said, why would I join the union? Well, they got their insurance through them. Once you're in the union, you get your insurance through them. Really? How do you? I, I, but I, I'm just a lowly manager. No, you just pay your dues. You pay your dues and you save yourself. At that time, at that time, it was half of my insurance premium. I said, but I, I only got myself. You know, I, I contract. Yeah, that's, that, that's a property manager, and you can be in the union. Now, how the hell does that work in, the massive, in this massive new usurpation of my freedom called Obamacare? How does it work? And the reality is because there was a carve-out in it. Because of all of this freaking bribery, we pretend our campaign contributions. Labor union. Laborers. You know the guys. $10 million. Thank you. $10 million. $866,926,000. From the laborers union politicians. Now, sure, I could take the, the Republican stance of, hey, you give 90% of it to Democrats. Well, who aligns more with the Communist Party than a Democrat? That may only make sense. And then they buy off what Republicans they can. That's not the problem. The problem is you have unions buying law. They're not contributing to campaigns. They're buying law. I mean, how stupid are you if you think this is a campaign contribution? Because they like the guy. Oh, I, I, I like him. He's a real nice, honorable guy. After all, he only buys union-made products. You think that's what's going on here? How stupid you have to be. International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. This is my favorite. These guys, they think they're the neurosurgeons of labor. What do they, what do they contribute? Oh, they're, they're $7 million and change. All right, that's fair enough. Communications Workers of America. That's a peculiar union. You wouldn't think that'd be a union. $6 million. United Steel Workers. See, now, they, were, they, were, they, couldn't, they couldn't handle the competition. So they hired the right guys, mainly Lighthouser. Lighthouser was an attorney for the steel. They paid $4 million with the, with the lowest workforce, losing their, their ability to compete in the open market because their products sucked, and their union labor was five times what it, what, what it should be. But their brakes were on time. They almost put a nail in that moron mob organization called the Steelworker Union. $4 million they give. AFL-CIO. It's all part of the SEIU. They're at $3.5 million. They look like they got a bargain. National Air Traffic Controllers, you know the one that we pretend Reagan broke up? 
Yeah, they're three million, three point one million. American Federation of Government Employees, three million dollars. Now, why would you only give three million? You got the best gig out of all these other chumps. You got the best gig in town because you have absolutely no competition, and you get those guaranteed phony payoff balloon payments that the same people who are for unions they pretend to hate the golden parachutes the executives give. Are you how stupid? That's how you know how stupid a Democrat is. I hate those Wall Street monsters with their golden parachutes. What's a freaking government pension, idiot? All right, so now we had to load some, some uh, uh, audio, and I, I found one. I wanted to get the audio that was relevant to the scenario. So now that Fox News has scrubbed all of the Larry Kudlow and Steve Moore audio from when Barack Obama was president, now that the, the, that the, the White House has scrubbed all of the, the audio from um, Trump where he's advocating his dear friendship with Bill Clinton, I had to go back to a Fox News business station, and I found one. Our union's bad. This was done in Barack Obama's second to last year. And after he won, I mean, after he he went away and Trump won, those same unions, they shifted their support from the Duchess of Chaffington, Hillary Clinton, and they gave it to the other Dutch of Chaffington, Donald Trump. Duke. There you go. Duke of Chaffington. I got I to I clean that up a little bit. Thank God it's a podcast. Anyway, why? Why would they shift their support in mid-election from the Duchess to the Duke? And now you see this, this tariff. Pretend, pretend war with China. Because these tariffs that everyone thinks are going on China, they're going on everybody. He's extorting every country that dare offer value to the American citizen via freedom of trade. Because the unions can't afford the competition. Just like the government employee can't afford the competition. That's what's going on here, dummies. Now pay attention. Because he'll, he'll be gone. These laws will be in place. The devastation to your, your kids and your wallet and the economy will last forever. Can you recoup it? Maybe. But who's going to do it? The one who's going to beat the Duke of Chaffington? I don't think so. So let's... When, back when Republicans would watch Fox... And they would pretend to be capitalists. Let's let's hear a report from that because I don't want to watch the new Fox, where the, where the, the the mind of a conscious of a conservative is that half a fruit, Lou Dobbs with his auburn hair. Unions claim that they maintain America's middle class, but are they actually killing jobs tonight on the Fox News Channel? Lou Dobbs takes a look at the effect unions have on the American workforce, and Rich Edson joins us now with a preview. Rich. Well, Dennis, we looked at the numbers, spoke with businesses and unions, and asked whether organized labor is helping or hurting America's job market. We spoke with a business owner in Iowa. He says he employs about 600 workers and says he prefers hiring in right-to-work states. If it's a right-to-work state, we're going to look at it much more favorably because it's, in essence, going to be easier to work there. Right-to-work laws have their critics, namely unions. James Boland is the first native-born Irishman to head an American union. Yeah. He's been laying brick and mortar since he was 16. And That's the union I started in, by the way. Notice what the objection is. They object to the right to work. Now, we could, we could really waste our breath on these union members and tell them that the right to work, the right to property, the right to your life is a fundamental right. Uh-oh. My whole thing just disappeared here, kid. 
<laughs> well, we, we, we may never hear that clip again. Um, oh, there they are. We t- could talk about the fact... Unions claim that they maintain America's yeah. middle class. You're going to have to hear but that I- again. Anyway, we had a little hiccup, a little hiccup in our giddy-up. The right to work is the biggest objection from the union because that's competition to them. But look at what they try to seize from you. See, the, the, the way to look at this is to listen to what the union spiel is, what their grievances are, and what they demand politicians to do. And in each one of those cases, what they demand is that you strip away the other man's rights. In each and every case, the union agenda is to strip away the non-party members' rights. Whether it's the, the owner of the company that the, that the union pretends to work for, whether it's the working competition they pretend to have. In each and every case, the reason they bribe politicians called contributions is to infringe on the rights of their competitor and on their employer, to take away the right of their life so that they have a stronghold in it. It is truly American communism. And anybody who pretends they're a member of it because they want to produce and be efficient and have the best work ethic, they've not only... They're not only lying to you, they probably have bought their own bullshit. But they can't hide from the reality. From cartoons on The Simpsons to shows on, 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 on primetime, everyone knows what a union worker is. Subconsciously, whether they admit it and have the balls to say it or not, everybody knows what they are, and they know what they are, and they pretend to have the mystique of the mafia when the vast majority of them are too stupid too lazy, and too much of a pussy to put up half of the fight that the real mafia puts up, which is why every from now from time to time they whistle them in. And they whistle them in, and a building gets blown up, a guy gets beat up, because that's what they are. That's how they exist. That's what a picket line is. It used to be that you couldn't cross it. You get your ass kicked by 30 slobs. Now laws came in and said you can't touch them. So now they put up a rat. And they put their fat slobs in front of it to intimidate the workers, in particular if they're, if they're foreign workers. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about protecting their mafia, protecting their scam. That's why they fear other countries. That's why they fear other workers. If their product was so superior, wouldn't they win anyway? I mean, everybody wants an Aston Martin. You put an Aston Martin up against anything in its price class, it wins. Right? Or well, because the consumer has the judgment of it. Everybody wants the best. If they produce the best, if they lived up to what they say on their Marxist websites, wouldn't they win anyway? You know, when I first was going to do this, I started to do the, the individual one, UAW. And everybody saw the, the special where they're sitting in the forest preserve smoking and getting high as they pretend to put together your Chrysler. But don't they suck? Chrysler's, GM, Ford's, they have a market now where there's been tariffs on pickup trucks since the 50s. They still can't beat, develop a better product. They're not better. They have a, a finance system where they're going to give you 0% free money for 84 months, and you still can't produce a better product. Why? What's the difference? Boil it all down. Unions. Because you've disincentivized true success. You've disincentivized the worker himself to be extraordinary. Why would you ever be extraordinary in a union? Why? 
when the business agent, his, his, his cousin, who has been a moron his entire life, sits in the corner and gets the same pay the best worker does. Why would you be the best worker? It's why their negotiations are about breaks. Times and limitations of work. They don't want extraordinary. They want you to pay extremely high prices for extremely ordinary product in each and every case. And now, when I lose my mind the most when there's a president, is when we have a pro-union president. Because it guarantees failure, but there's another dimension to it. Every dollar it takes off your table is a dollar it takes away from your life, from your kids, from your quality of your life, from your work. Unions don't just destroy the industries they're involved with. They destroy everyone who has to consume those industries. That's why the most diabolical union of all is a government union. A government who's supposed to represent the people and work for the people from the minute of its inception works against the people, works against their value. Works against, they're pitted against the people they pretend to work for. And who did that? The union did it. The one who killed manufacturing, who kills production, who kills jobs in America, is the union. Look at every industry they're in. Every single industry they're in, and then look at the ones they're not in. Look at the success of the industries they're not in. Look at the internet. They're not in the union. Look at radio. There was a time when a guy couldn't come on a microphone unless he was in a union. Now you can. That's why you have podcasts are sweeping America. Look at the music. Look at the industries. Look at what they did then to the movie business. How many people know guys in the movie union? My next door neighbor. Sal Cangelosi. Love him. Love him. I love them. By the way, here's the other thing. I have people I love in unions. My dearest friend is in a union. My neighbor, I love, who just died, Sal Cangelosi, was a union his whole life. He was in the, in, driving around the, the, the movie, guys. That's what he did. You want to talk about a freaking scam. That's the best. Like the movie union, for the projectionist. Anybody not know that's a scam? Anybody out there not know that's a scam? Like the ports. Why do you think they strong-arm the ports? They strong-arm everything that's a necessity, everything that's important in your life. So wake up and smell the freaking Marxism. Wake up and smell the communism. Wake up and smell the mafia. Oh, fuck. Don't, don't advocate for that shit. Don't advocate. Don't pretend it isn't there. Because until you destroy these mafia organization communist rackets, this is all bullshit. It's all different levels of tyranny. That's why it doesn't matter, Republican or Democrat. What have they done to free the free man? What have they done to stoke the property rights? So the same argument started, well, well, should I love Trump or hate Trump? What is wrong in a person's brain when they have to do either of a freaking president? What is wrong in your brain? He's not your boyfriend. He's not your friend. He's not your family member. He's a freaking con man. Whether you agree with him on some things or not, it's irrelevant. And it's not just Trump I say that about. It's every one of them. They're all liars and they're all frauds. You're supposed to watch them with suspicion. You're supposed to support what is good, rage against what is bad. Can you imagine if the politics of the body politic did that? Can you imagine if they weren't so entrenched, they didn't rally for bad things? Can you imagine the quality of the American life if we only lived up to the ideals and principles and quality and character that the people who wanted a country built around you, if you could live up to it? 
Now, you're right. Hey, listen, if I would have joined that SEIU union when my freaking insurance went from 500 to 700 and all I had to do was pay my $110 a month or $120 a month dues, and all that time I'd only paid 300 for the insurance, that I'm now paying 2200 what that's done to my life, to my marriage, to the lack of the quality of my life, what that's done to my relationship with the people I love because I'm so freaking aggravated every month i got to write that check. It's probably the same thing I had to do when I had to write that tuition check. Right now, i got a daughter going to Nebraska. You know what she qualifies for? $5,500 in a government loan. Her. The way that they have it, because I was stupid enough to stay married and stay head of the household and all that bullshit, i got to take her student loan. They want me to take the loan, and my wife, us, we take the loan. I told the, I told the incompetent scumbag on the other line, I'll pay the freaking thing. Send me the bill. I don't take loans. I don't borrow if I don't have to. It's expensive to have character. It's costly. Makes you bitter. Makes you want to do a podcast so you don't drive your car into a pillar, hopefully with a union member in front of your car. It makes you aware, however. It makes your character better. Makes your integrity more aware of how important it is and how easily it slips away. Was that conversation Dan Proft had this morning with the guy about the frog, the guy who sounded like Dracula? He said something that was very interesting as I muddled through the accent. Sometimes pretending you're free really makes you a slave. That's why union members, you know what, you pretend you guys are good at something, you pretend you're in a crew, you pretend you're trade experienced and your work is better, and you pretend that you got there without paying off somebody, and you pretend you're not in the mafia. Yeah, sorry, you are. That's why I fight them off. You'll, you'll be hard-pressed to see me hire one of those son-of-a-bitches. Hard-pressed, and I mean even the ones I like and love. I love you guys, but you're in on the scam. Don't tell me you're not. That's what it is. All right. Got off to a little late start. I got to go open one of my businesses because I'm not in the union. I got to work three freaking jobs seven days a week to pay for all the shit my kids want. But that's the obligation I took on. That's the responsibilities I have. That's the commitment I made. It's the difference between men and not men. Character and not character. Having character is expensive. Wanting freedom, scary. You can fail, you can lose, you can die under a bridge with a newspaper for a house. So what? Did you live free on your feet? Or did you quietly pray on your knees that somebody liked you and was looking out for you? I'll take my way. It's a better conscience about it. All right, kids, I don't know what happened to my thing here. We got the... All right, listen, I'm going to hit a button. Not quite sure if it's the right one. I want to thank you so much for listening. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.